your heart, your lungs, your stomach, your intestines, your kidneys, your livers. Huh, didn't mean to put an S on that. Your liver, prostate. Those things I just named, we cannot live without. So we either have to get a transplant with some of those things or we have to take them out. And once we don't use those things anymore, life could be different. All those things I named can be filled with cancer. This episode of Chinwagon with Ruck is called Survivor. And we're going to talk to a young man who is just that, a survivor. Enjoy his story. Welcome to another episode of Chin Wagon with Rup. On today's episode, we have Terrell Hughes, and we have my guest co-host Buster. What's up? All right, all right, Terrell. We're gonna get this things popping. <clears throat> today's episode is about survival, because when we're in life, as we age and we get older, certain things happen with us in life. And you had a very extraordinary event that happened to you that I feel like people need to hear and understand, especially the young people and just people in general. So were you you willing to explain what happened to you and what age you were when it happened? All right. Just start from the beginning? Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, it started out, I was going to the VA and I started out going once a year just for a random checkup and just make sure everything's all right. So in the, during the time that I started going, they noticed that my PSA number was every visit, it was going up. Okay, now explain what PSA number means. All right, if a PSA number is a number that they track for your prostate. They, they want your PSA number to be zero. Okay. If it's at zero, that means there's no cancer in it. Okay. Mine had got to, it was at point four, or it was at four. Okay. So you, you you got one, one point whatever, two point whatever, and I was all the way at four. So when they noticed that, that's when they decided that they need to do a biopsy. A biopsy on your prostate? On my prostate. Okay. And so when he said it, I'm still thinking, well, it's good. Cause one nothing hurting on me. I wasn't having no problems. So you weren't feeling bad or anything. I wasn't doing. I wasn't feeling bad. So there were no symptoms and no signs. I had no signs whatsoever. See, that's I scary. Mean, I I didn't have no problem with going to the bathroom. I wasn't getting up in the middle of the night going to the bathroom. And what from what I was told that when you don't have any signs, and that's a sign that it's cancer. And then something was going on. I I put it like this: a lot of people you hear where they have problems with enlarged prostate. Yeah, and see that's me. I have an enlarged prostate. And that's when you, you, your bladder is full. You feel like you got to pee, but when you go, you nothing. Mm. It might drip, or 
you, you constantly think you have to use the bathroom. That's exactly what it does. So, so you weren't going through none of that. I didn't have any signs. I, I, I literally was going to the doctor for a checkup because of, my cousin had ran into another older guy at the hospital, and I can't remember what problem he had. But he told him, he was like, hey, man, if you don't do nothing else, you need to start getting your physical once a year. And that way, if something is happening, they can catch it in time. So I literally started just going to get a checkup for that reason. So how old were you when you started going to get that checkup? Uh, I was in my 30s then because I was working at Whitlow. Your 30s? Yeah, I was in my 30s. So, and... By him telling me that, and believe it or not, bro, that helped me with a whole lot of other stuff. I found out that I was borderline, diabetic, uh, blood pressure was all, it, it was on the line. But all these different things that was going on, I wasn't feeling bad. Yeah, you, you feeling healthy? I was healthy. I, I always been a person that didn't go to the doctor a lot because I'll never be sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't go. So, and... And especially with men, they won't go to the doctor. That's, that's, that's one thing the men won't do. They, and with me, I say that with me. I, I mean, I just about got to be dying, yep. you know. That's how men are. And and I, I tell everybody, by me just taking that initiative, and, and I went to the VA because I was a vet and it was free. So I was like, well, I might was at least just keep up on it. Never thinking that something might happen. But my daddy had prostate cancer. But I'm still thinking it ain't going to happen with me. Right. Yeah, that's what everybody's feeling. That. I, I'm, right. I'm healthy. I'm going to work every day. Yeah. I ain't never tired. But I once I started going, the doctor, she started my blood pressure. And that was simply because of my weight. I ain't never been no big dude, but I had a big stomach. So I had got up to 214. And that was causing my blood pressure to be high because of my weight. But my blood pressure, my cholesterol, all of that was being high, and that was because of my weight. So I started then going to the gym. And I eventually, I I went from 214 to 207, and I got eventually got down to 196. As soon as I got my that weight down, my blood pressure went to normal, my cholesterol went back down to normal, everything was normal. Until they they decided they were looking at my PSA, and so back getting back to that, so he told me like, well your number we noticed it was a 2.5. Then the next time you came it was at a three. Then the next time it came it was at a four. So we we got concerned now. So I'm still thinking I'm still straight. So we went in they did the biopsy they took 12 samples, and so I had that was on June the second. And he told me that my results will be back June 11th. So I left June the 2nd. I'm still thinking it ain't nothing because I ain't having no problems. I ain't hurting. I ain't, you know, ain't nothing going on with me. Man, I went back down there that day. And I sat down in the office. And he was like, uh, we, did your, we did your results. And out of the 12 samples that we did, four of them came back positive for cancer. So at that moment, at that moment, what went through your mind? The, the, to be honest, he, he had to ask me, was I all right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, because you didn't make no facial expression. I mean, you didn't have no kind of, he basically, I guess he fit, he couldn't read what I was thinking. Right. But it, it was just like, I, I heard it, 
and I knew exactly what he said. And and the first thing I just remember thinking like, wow, man, he j he just told me I got cancer. So it I, it was a shock, but the honest to God, I never felt worried. I I never felt like, man, this might be the end. And, wow. and I don't even know why, but none of that never came over me. And the only thing I, the, the next question that I was like, all right, what we got to do, you know, the, you know, to get rid of it. That is amazing because when people hear that council word, they nut up. They nut up because they're thinking that's a death sentence. And, and to be honest, man, I have always said, I want to, if doctor ever tell me I got cancer, man, I'm going to be like, it's going to drive me crazy. Right. I'm going to be this and that. Right. But honest to God, I was the complete opposite. And it it just like, like I say, I, it just like a calmness. It was just old me, and I just didn't feel no words. That is really amazing to me. <clears throat> yeah. Because... I don't know, just to hear that word, because so many people, I'm quite sure you know a lot of people that yep. have lost their life to cancer. Yep. I do too. I did a, I had a colonoscopy done this year, and when I got back from the hospital, because that was something that men don't want to do either. That's right. That colonoscopy, because yeah, anything messing with the butt, a That's man right. just none of them don't want to do it. That's right. And I was on anesthesia, and my oldest daughter brought me back home. I got in the bed, and something came over me like, you need to do a podcast about what you just experienced. So mm -hmm. I got up right then and there, still woozy on the anesthesia, and I did a podcast called My Black People. Now, before I did that podcast, I researched a few things, and I found out about nine ailments is centered around black people. Mm -hmm. Nine of them. And that really shocked me. So, and my doctor told me with my colonoscopy that he found five polyps. Mm. Yes, and he like it's a good thing you came now because those could have turned cancerous. Yeah, and because when you don't know, but and I was I was pushing that off. They kept telling me I'm like man I'm good because like you yeah. I'm feeling fine. Yeah. You, when you think there's something wrong with your body, you think that you're gonna be feeling badly or mm -hmm. drowsy or sick, but that's not always the case. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you dog that is not true. You 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 can feel like you would. I can't even I can't express this enough. You can actually feel like you the best that you ever been. And inside you, man, it can be turmoil. And you can be dying and you don't even know it. That 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 that's how that's the seriousness of it. And that that, that that's just how close you on you living and you dating. Yeah. It, 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 it's a line and you would not even believe how thin the line is of you being alive and you being dead. And it is it, real, and I, I can't even express enough. If, if you don't do nothing but once a year, go get you a full physical, and you do not have to be old to start getting a full physical. I hope these young people are hearing this. You don't got to be old, man. No, you don't. I totally agree with you because people got to realize when they hear stage four cancer, it's a reason why it's stage four. That means no one didn't pay attention to their body. You already done went through one, two, Thank three you. to Thank get you. to four. To get to four. And yeah. four, it's over with. It's over with. You just got a matter of time now when it comes to four. It's over with. But you want to catch it at that one or that two. That way they can cut it out. They can do chemo. Whatever. Whatever it takes to get rid of it. But if you don't go check on yourself, like Terrell said, once a year just have a full body physical, blood work, 
everything. And, and it a uh, full physical. A lot of people don't realize it. Drawing your blood is ninety percent of. It. Yes. The thing they doing, they stick that needle in and they draw your blood. Your blood can tell a lot about what is going on. Thank with you. you. You can't see it, but Why? your blood will tell it. If it if you got a problem, your blood is going to tell it. It ain't no way around. And people, y'all gotta think about this. What does your blood do in your body? It go over your whole body. So whole if body. something is in your toe and it's wrong. Yep. It's gonna be in your blood. It's gonna be in your if blood. If something is on top of your head and it's wrong, yep. it's gonna be in your blood. I, I get what y'all saying, but coming from, I'm 29 years old. Uh huh. I feel like I'm at my prime. That's right. I get it. We need to get checked on once a year, but I feel like it's a waste of time. If you, I, I get it. You didn't feel anything before you had the situation. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like if you, most people, stages accelerate once they do find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. In your case, you just. You got a strong will. That's but right. I feel like if something going on with me, if I got cancer, don't know it, but then I find out I do have cancer, mm -hmm. it's a wrap. My yep. mind ain't going to handle that. I'm going to die soon. Now, now, he got a good point because most people, if they do have cancer, as long as they don't know about it, they'll live, they'll live a little yeah. longer. But when they know their mind deteriorate, therefore they deteriorate. And that's why my hat goes off to you, yeah. Terrell, because mm -hmm. I don't know how you did it, but for you to hear that news... And be okay. Yeah. See, I'm like my son. If I hear that news, I'm gonna die in about yeah. two, two, three days. I'm done. <laughs> I'm because, see, and, and I feel like because I have always said that that I feel like once a person find out they got cancer, they they let that take them completely out yeah. because that's what's in their mind. So I already went. Like I said, it, it it wasn't nothing that I planned. It just it just happened. When he said you got cancer, and it, it shocked. It, it, it was a shock, but it, it was like I didn't show him that I was shocked. Right. And that's what he was like, you all right? He was like, because I ain't never seen nobody react the way when they find out they got cancer. And the first, it, all right, okay, my mind already know I can get mad as I don't know what, but I'm still going to have cancer. So, it, it, I mean, it, ain't no, it wasn't no need for me to jump up and get upset. Now I'm thinking you got to stay calm, you got to stay within yourself because you don't need nothing else outside to accelerate. So, okay, now you told me I got cancer. I need you to tell me now what my next step. Am I going to be all right or is the cancer, is it already too late? So I wanted to hear that part before we went to anything else. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so once he, once he got to that part and be like, you at the age now that you we can go in. He said the good thing about it is have it hadn't got outside of the prostate. He said so we can go in and we can take the prostate out and you'll be fine. And so once he said that, that that even come even more. I it ain't nothing to stress about. Ain't nothing to go get worried about and just go on with it. So by you doing your yearly checkup. <laughs> You called it where it didn't spread outside that process. Exactly. And, and that's 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 yeah. that's where the checkup comes in, man. To catch it early, early. to do something about it. And see, like your son just said, go back to, like he said, he 29. Mm -hmm. But 29 year olds in the grade too. Yes, yeah. they are. They, they in are. the ground, man. And you you got football players that 18. Mm -hmm. They healthy as, as a bull. And you you'll see one that drop dead. Yeah. So Sometimes true. they have an enlarged heart, didn't even know it. So that that that's the importance. It, it ain't even if it costs you a hundred dollars. 
that's a hundred dollars for you know it all right i put it like this you'll take your car and get a checkup <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that's a good one yeah, right. just to you're keep right. it from breaking down yeah you're, you're right. right your body is a car you got it, it got parts on it and a doctor is a mechanic i like that, I like, but that like, like you said though you didn't like going to a doctor my dad didn't like going to a doctor mm -hmm. it is it's ingrained in us that's as right. men that's right so how do we break that cycle then it, hey <clears throat> It, it didn't take a lot for me to break it. Like I said, my, my cousin talked to a guy. He seen him at the hospital. And when after he talked to him, my cousin called me. He was like, man, I just seen such and such man at the hospital. And he told me, he was like, if you don't do nothing there, young buck, start going to get you a yearly physical. He said, if I would have did this 20 years ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at now because I'm just now finding out something wrong with me that I could have found out 20 years ago. So that conversation just That conversation. I, I, I called the VA then and set me up an appointment and wow. got me a doctor. And I started going to See, And she used to be on me every, because I, I, I love to eat fish, fried fish. <laughs> and she was she was Haitian. She was like, you want to eat fish and die, or you want to eat baked fish and live? Yeah. Fried fish, man, compared to baked fish. We all that taste now. It's a different. It's a different. It, it is. It's just something to get to get used to. That's, That's all, all it is. It's yeah. something to get used to. And, and like Terrell said, Terrell listen. Yeah. That's the key word. Yeah. He Somebody, listen and act. Right. Yep. Someone can tell you something yep. and you not listen to it until it's too late. Yep. That's where the problem come in, at, especially yep. with the black community. Yep. That's where the problem come in. At. She got me when she kept uh, pushing the fact that it was a silent killer. Right. That, that's what got. Me. And then what last year in January, uh, February, my aunt died. That was my mama. She was the baby. And my mama had talked to her on the phone. She was on Old Middle Road at my grandmama's house. My mama talked to her on the phone. My mama was on Ward Drive. I mean, on, uh, yeah, my mama was on Ward Drive. And she hung up and told her, I'm on my way down now. Before she can get to Old Milton Road, when she was turning up in there, she was seeing the ambulance there. My aunt left that quick from a massive heart attack. And for, we got the news after the doctor did the autopsy, he can see the damage that on her heart. Like, she been having something going on with her heart. And never went and got checked. She wasn't telling us nothing about it if she was. And then the thing was, she wasn't going and getting checked on. That's so important. And, it is. And we just got to realize that, that that is so important. So when the doctor told you, that they can take it out and you'll be fine. Did you wonder how would your life be without your prostate? I did, and, and I, I tried to do other things for them not to take it out. Like my daddy got what they call a seed implant, and they put that in, and they don't have to go in and do that surgery and take it out. They just put that seed implant in. Okay. And I was trying all that, wow. and but the doctor he broke it down and told me he was like. The age that you're at, you're young enough, we can go in and take it out and you'll be good. All right, just say if you get that seed implant and it come back later on down the road, you're going to be older then and it's, the surgery will be a lot harder on you. Gotcha. So he explained that it was best that I go on and take it out then. So you and, had to make that decision like, should, do, I, do I need to do this now? Yeah, basically. Basically, I had to make that decision, but when he put it like when he put it like that about that if it come back later on, right. and it was it was like it was basically a no brainer then yeah. when he said that. 
But I, I was scared about the fact of having to go in and do surgery. I had never been no surgery. I had never been put to sleep. So I was worried about, I was thinking about all that. I understand that. So you haven't had no colonoscopy yet? No, nah, I haven't had no colonoscopy yet. You know you're 49, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to have one by now, because that's what I had to do. I'm yeah. like, I had to suck it up and do it. Yeah. And they found what they found, so that yeah. was a good thing. Yeah. Now, did your doctor tell you, okay, without this, without your prostate, this how your life would be? Did he tell, explain that to oh, you? Oh, he explained everything to a T. He told me as, exactly what I was going to be going through, uh, what I was going to have to deal with. But they, they, he kept emphasizing the fact that me getting my life back to normal because how he put it, you too young to not be having sex anymore. So that, that's with your prostate, that's the main thing about your sex and about having sex or whatever. So your, your prostate controls your erection? It, it controls your erection. Yep. What else does it control? You would know now. What else does it control? It it it, it, it controls your erection and it controls when you being able. It, it's basically like a, a rubber. It it just keep you from constantly peeing. It it ties so, up like a blockage. Yep. It, it it's round and it goes around the uh the uterus thing. Oh. And, and it tight. It keeps it tight. It's, I, I put it's like this. So it's like a rubber band. Like a rubber band. And a woman don't have a prostate. That's why a woman leap. Oh. Like if they cough or they sneeze. Right. That's the reason why. But a woman learned from birth to kill them. Right. Yeah. And I had to learn how, I had to learn all over again how to kill them. See what it is when they take your prostate out, you have to train your muscles to do what your prostate used to do for you. Oh, and a woman wow. muscles already do that for them. Cause they not born with a prostate. Right. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know it till it happened to me. Wow. Okay, so the, a main thing about this podcast is survival. A lot of people are here about the before. They don't, but they don't know nothing about the after. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna talk about the after. Okay. Okay. Now your prostate is gone. Mm -hmm. You're in the hospital. Your prostate is gone. Describe to us your life. After your prostate was gone, how was your life? How was your everyday living? What did you have to do differently that you wasn't doing before they took the prostate out? It, it's basically you, you have the leakage problem then, uh -huh. and that's that's really the only thing that changed. My my life, my my everyday life was I still did everything the same. Of, of course, I had to wait to heal, right. but once I healed, I'm back living the normal life. Okay. Yeah. okay. Are, you, are you still getting checkups? Like, yeah, I, I, I still go down. That, that, that's one thing about it. it. It'll be for life now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna always go to the doctor now. Cause they did save for, you for that checkup. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna always. That's the rain. Man. Yeah, oh, that's the rain. Yeah, I always go down there for that. Wow. 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 It, uh, it changed my life, but it, it saved it too. Right, it changed, but it did save it. It saved it, man. Because and, and you still here. I'm still here. And, and see, that's another thing. And I ain't going to lie, man. I, I did go through a, 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 a light depression. Because you you thinking about, man, I ain't the man that I used to be. Or I can't do this. Or I can't do that. But I, I had to see. It, it was just like. I, I, I would look at a TV show and see somebody that's in a worse position than I am. And 
or I would wake up and somebody done died. And that snapped me back. Like, man, you could have been gone. But, and then I was able to go back to work and I was still working. So every day I get up and go to work, I think about it. Man, last year this time, I was having prostate surgery. Now I'm back providing, still able to go to work still and get up every day and I'm still living. Right. It put a whole new perspective on your life. You, you, you look at life completely different. Look at life completely different. That's amazing. Just, just to hear your story. And I wanted the story so bad to be out there. That's why I kind of, I'm sorry for hounding you, but I wanted your oh, story see, to be told. You're good to me, bro. I really did, because you got an amazing story. Dude. Prostate is something that us men deal with all the time. Yeah. And for, for me to know someone that went through it and they're still here yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. I feel blessed, man. I, I just I can't put it no other way. I just I just feel blessed, you know. And, and I mean, not special or nothing like that. I just, I just feel blessed to wake up every day and I'm still here. Amen. It'd be the small thing when something like that happens. Right. You start noticing a lot of the small stuff. Wow. Real. Amazing story, amazing story. And by you being in the service, with that surgery, was it expensive? Did you have to pay for it or what? Nah, because see, that, that, that stuff a lot of black people also when it comes to the, the health care. Because they can't insurance, afford it. They right. can't afford it. Yeah. Right, the insurance only pay like 10%. You got to pay 90%. Hey, man, I'm, I'll tell you, I was blessed that, that it was the VA. Wow. I, I ain't I ain't came out my pocket with nothing. Hey, well, I ain't gonna man. say with nothing. You know, maybe like a little small little copay. Right. But it ain't it ain't nothing that they hounding me about or nothing. Amen. Get my medicine, ride down there, do my checkup. That's good. That's real good. Yep. And, and the fact that you living a normal life now, it's not hindering you. Yeah. Uh, everything is back to normal and you still here. Really, man, to be honest, a lot of people didn't even know it. Right. If I wouldn't have said nothing, they never would have knew. And especially last year when I found out and I was telling, I, uh, I told a few people that where they knew, they when they found out that I had, they were like, man, how, how you still just acting normal? Exactly. Like, like, you know, it ain't nothing wrong or, or we wouldn't even know. And I was just, I really couldn't explain it because like I say, it wasn't nothing that I was intentionally doing. I just was just still living normal. I'm sorry, that's amazing to me. Now let me ask you this. Once you did find out, was there any pain after? I still didn't have no pain. So nothing still changed even though you found out what was going on. The only time, the only pain I had is when I started back healing from when they took it out. After it, the surgery? After the surgery. Wow. And that was that was, was so amazing to me about it, how I, I just wasn't never in no pain. Yeah. And that that's what made it, like you say, that's what can make it scary yeah. because you ain't in no pain, so, so you, don't you don't know. You you think you all right. And you still living life normally. You still living life normal. You got to stay full. Stay full. And then be like, oh, and I wonder what happened. Well, uh, it would happen because they weren't going to the doctor because they weren't hurt. That's it. You right. they, they didn't know. It's like, like getting that car checked on. Like it, it ain't going to, if you don't get your car checked on, you ain't going to know something wrong with it until it happens. Yep. Oil and all that oil stuff messed everything. everything. So you got to get, I like that. Yeah. 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 Until it break down on the side of the road. Until it break down on the <laughs> side of the road. Like your body stage four, yeah. side of the road. Yeah. Wow, yep. dude.
And see, a lot of times we put it in our mind that our body gonna fix itself. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I think. Yeah. Especially at my age, I'm still good. I work out, I'm body gonna heal. I'm good. And see, now I'm, I'm at that age where everything hurts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always thinking like, is this cancer? Is this this? Is this yeah. that? Yeah. Man, why this hurt so bad? Like, yeah. oh, I and I stay at the doctor now. Yeah. I, I, I went from not going to the doctor. Yeah. Like, I go Same. almost yeah. at least three times a year now. Yeah. see, man, you ain't no doctor. Right. I want to so, catch it early. Yeah, you, I don't want to be surprised. You can't fix yourself, man. You can't. Yeah. I like that. You, you can't, can't fix yourself. You're right. You can't. You're right. You can put oil in the car. Yeah. We put food in our body. You can put water in the car. We drink water. You can rotate the tire. No, we buy clothes. You can do all that, but when that engine really go down, when that engine light come on, then we don't know what to do. If, if, if you ain't been to school to be a mechanic, you can't fix it. You can't fix it. I agree. I like that a lot. If them folk go to school to be a doctor, and they go that long for a reason. They go that long for a reason. <laughs> yeah. They ain't just in there just to be in there. <laughs> exactly. They in there for a reason, man. Wow, wow. Well, I sure appreciate you sharing your story. Oh, definitely, uh, man. Because it means a lot to me. And and I'm glad my boys still here. Yeah, hey man, if, if, if my story can help one person change their life and go to the doctor, right. I did my job. Amen. Man. Amen. I did my Amen. job. All right, before we go, anything you want to say to end this thing before we go? Any last words from Terrell, the survivor? I mean, just, 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 just take your life serious. Don't never take anything for granted and don't never think that it, it, it can't happen to you. Or don't never think that you won't never hear that C word. Because as soon as you think that, you'll be the one that, that it'll hit. Right. And my thing is, if it do ever hit you, don't never, don't, don't, don't even put it in your mind that it's the end. Because as soon as you do that, you already lose. So, I mean, you. It, when they tell you you got to remain positive, that's 100% true. They always remain positive. Because you ain't got nothing else to lose. If, if you remain positive and something happens and you still die, at least you remain positive. Yeah, yeah. But if as soon as you hear and you automatically get, oh, I'm finna die or this the worst, you setting yourself up to do exactly that and for exactly to be worse. Wow. And I just refused to, I just didn't want, I just refused to have to go out like that. <laughs> I like that, I like that. What you said was easier said than done. A lot. You can tell people all the time, oh, it's going to be okay, God's going to take care of you. A lot. Man, I don't want to hear that. When you're going through it, you don't want to hear that, oh, it's yep. going to be okay, God. Because you're the one that's going, going through, through that. And you don't, and it's hard to, to put your mind in a positive spot yep. when you hear yep. stuff like that. Yep. But you did it, dude. Hey, I, 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 t I told myself, Another thing that I said, God get his strongest battle to his strongest souls. Yes, now, whether you believe that or not, I told myself that enough to make myself believe that. And that's what I actually I actually felt that. My God. He gave it to the strongest to a person he knew can that can handle. And that's just what I told myself. And maybe he did that so you can be on this podcast and spread your word yes, sir. and get somebody who young, they're going to listen. Yes, sir. Okay. Look at me. Oh, okay, my bad. I, I, I'm just looking at people that call the past. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, someone that can young, that will hear this story yeah. and, and take heed yeah. and, and, and do what you did. You heard it from someone. You paid attention. attention you yeah. listened and you did something about it. Hey, young buck, 30, 30 minutes to an hour out your day once a year. Go Thank in there you. and get a physical. 
most of it is going to be drawing your blood. That's it. Checking your height and weight, looking in your eye. 30 minutes to an hour out your day once a year can save your whole entire life. Yes. Yeah. Now, just think if I didn't do that and instead of last June going in there and they telling me this, and I wait to this June to go in there. And now they telling me, it's man, your, if you came last year, <laughs> yeah. we could have saved you. Yeah. But you waited too late and then got outside the prostate now. Right, it's in your lungs, it's in your liver. I want to know been able to live with myself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I want to live with myself. I like myself. how you said I want to be able to live with myself. Yeah, that's, Literally. That's all on you. Live with myself. Yeah, that's all on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I agree. Well, Buster, you have anything you want to say before we close out? Uh, basically, I grew up with you. That's right. I mean, I've been seeing you all my life and my right. dad's life. For my dad to call you a friend, that basically means family. That's right. So That's I just it. want to say I'm glad you listened and you acted because mm -hmm. we'll never do without you. I That's mean, right. even though you, you you know what I mean. I like appreciate you're family, it. Man, yes, so I'm sir. glad I'm glad you still I know here. exactly what you mean, yeah. dog. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I've never seen you since I was little, man. That's so right. you part of my life, and I'm glad you're still here. Hey, man, y'all just don't even know how y'all make me feel now. I, I, I feel even, I won't say privileged, but I feel even more privileged to still be here. For y'all just to be saying how me being here, the effect it is on y'all. Yeah, you know is. what I'm saying? It, and it make me feel good, man. Yes, no doubt. It make me feel good, man. And what I want to say is, I look back at some old photo albums and, well, I worked with a co-worker that when she told me who her dad was, it freaked me out. I'm like, that's your dad? I just played football with your dad. I said, I'm going to bring you a picture and show you. So when I went back and got my old albums out, I ran across some more, some other pictures. I saw Terrell on there. I saw Derek on there. I'm like, Kenny, Pilar. I'm like, what? And I got to looking at the rest. I'm like, they go Terrell again. <laughs> they go Terrell again. I'm like, I, I didn't realize how much that we were in each other's lives growing up. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then when I got here, you brought up how we used to, we did this together, we did that together, how we was in the car with these two girls. And I'm like, Okay, why were we so close? Yep. We're a year apart. But I'm guessing sports must have brought us close sports, like that. Sports, but, and, yeah, we and, were. and just, well, like, like really, because sports, because during those times, you were going to Fallen Creek. I was going to Beaver Dam exactly. when we were playing in, on, on the Cowboys. Right. I was eight years old. And <laughs> we, we, we met then from eight years old. And like I say, my first job was at Wendy. I, I, I was 15 years old. I didn't have a license. I didn't have a car. We get out of work. You taking me home. Yes. <laughs> and we get up the next morning, see each other at school again. I know and The day going on. That's just amazing how much that you were in my life. Yeah. And, and we and, didn't realize it. didn't realize like, it. Right. Just sitting back thinking like, wow. I mean, it was almost like we were like like brothers or something because yep. you were really there in my life. We were a lot. A lot. A lot. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. I because appreciate it, too. For me, I know what type of person I am. Yeah. For us to be in each other's lives, that means you're a good person. That's right. That right. Because I, I didn't hang around people that weren't good people. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah, that, that's that's right. a lot. That's I mean, right. That, that, that's my boy now. Yeah. That's Terrell Hughes. That's my yeah. boy. That's right. Oh, Lord. Look who's coming over here now. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me finish this right quick. <laughs> that's the other guy Derek I was talking about. <laughs> but from the mind <laughs> to the lips to the heavens. Until next time, peace from the heart.
Thursday.